Exactly. And Zaza today at one. Love Correct. It. Love okay. it. Okay. Warriors All right. Steiny, Evan Giddings. Here we go. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I, I they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, He's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. And he's doing a great job. I need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Steiny and Guru. Yeah. On 95.7 The Game. I'm scared. I, I I would I'm too I would not trade Wiseman, believe it or not, out of fear. You're teetering, Stein. Now, here's the thing. If if there there's information though that I'm pretty sure we probably don't know, and that is the Warriors know more about Wiseman than we do. Like they, they may have people in their organization who have already kind of given up on him. But they may have some people in the organization that say, This guy's gonna be okay. It's just gonna take a while. I I, I can't trade him. I, I can't trade him yet, and I know they might. And I think I think, and I see why. But boy, whew! I, yeesh. So if you're asking what James Wiseman has shown you to make you feel comfortable with living with that decision of not. Definitively not moving off of him by noon tomorrow at the trade deadline. What would you present as evidence as to we got to keep him? Uh, I, I people may not want to hear this, but I would say, and it's part of his. And Kerr uses this term. It's part of Wiseman's story. Yeah, he did not play college basketball essentially. He had this COVID situation, which made his first year strange. He got hurt and missed most of a season. And that's, that's, that's a factor to me. That, none of that has conspired to help him. The other thing is, if he, let's say he isn't very good. Let's say he just never gets any better. I, I'd rather... I'd rather eat that than take a chance that he's going to be better down the line, and you're and you're sitting with nobody. You're sitting with nobody. That's that's what would worry me. I think the the potential of James Wiseman is worth more than what his value currently is. That's why I wouldn't move off of him. But if you're also looking at the numbers that Dibs and Willard presented in the last three hours, which is you're going to have to pay over a hundred million dollars to keep him. Then if the trade does come by tomorrow or sometime this summer, I can't be surprised. Like I, I can't say the Warriors should be paying James Wiseman, you know, it'd be twelve, but then extends and becomes what his cost right now monetarily is significant if you want to keep him and then decide next year whether you want to extend him or not. That's another story as well, because then you're looking at next year, Draymond Green has, that'll be the final year if he opts in. Clay Thompson, his final year after next season on his deal. Is James Wiseman worth potentially, and this is kind of the crossroads they're coming to. I don't know if it'll happen by tomorrow. I don't know if it'll happen this summer, but there is a crossroads coming between choosing the old guard 
and the new. And I think people are choosing James Wiseman as kind of that beacon to make that choice. 888-957-9570 is the number. It's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. We got Zaza Pachulia coming up on the Bud Light guest line. That's at 1 o'clock, so that means it's all you guys till 1 o'clock. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Would you trade James Wiseman? And I'm out. I, I can't do it. I cannot do it right now. I I've, I just can't. And the and, Toronto Raptors come to you say, OG Ananobi... For James Wiseman, give us a second. OG Ananobi's 25 years old. What's he making? OG? Yeah. 17 and a half for the next three years with a team option. So let's just throw Moody in there to make it match up sure. totally. Moody and Wiseman. That's a tough decision. Like, I, I think that... I, I got to say no. I, I think I got to say no. I I don't know. It's, But I think that's, that's, that's what we're looking at here. I... But the other thing is, here's the other thing. We, for all we know, uh, Messiah here he might be like, God, I'm not trading OG and an AJ and an, I'm not trading <laughs> OG and Anobi for two guys who can't play. Like that's also a possibility that 20 teams in the league say we ain't taking Wiseman off your hands because we don't think he's very good. And that to me is the biggest factor in this. It isn't necessarily just what you're giving up it's what you're getting back and that's why I a player like OG Ananobi is on a contract for a couple of years I don't think necessarily fits this bill but it in all likelihood would be somebody that has an expiring contract that would eliminate the luxury tax of whatever Wiseman will be owed right. next year and then you're looking at well is it Kelly Olynyk? is it uh, maybe maybe it's a guard maybe it's Mike Conley maybe it's See, I can't do that I, I cannot do that and here and here's why if you if you trade Wiseman there's t- if you trade Wiseman for a player on the last year of his deal all right you're basically saying this guy has to win us has to help win us a title this year you're also sending a message to your fan base for the second consecutive offseason that we got to tighten the belt I mean, we've got to tighten the belt. That's what Wiseman for an expiring would would tell me. The other thing is, I, I to me, if you look at it from all sides, there's a risk of, okay, you trade Wiseman, then maybe next year. What if you're not good next year? Like, what if you're not good next year and you get the seventh pick in the draft? Guess what? It's going to Memphis, and now you don't have Wiseman, and now this guy that you that you picked up isn't even on the team anymore what if you're 500 and now your core is really getting getting older so uh, unless they know that Wiseman and I unless they know Wiseman stinks and is gonna stink I I, I, I can't move him well and this is why and the Xfinity mobile text line brings up an interesting question 925 could trading Wiseman give the Warriors a championship no like I don't that move, whatever you're getting back, in my opinion, even it is, if it is, uh, say Ananobi, Ananobi, like does that automatically make the Warriors a championship team? Makes them better, I think. It does make them better. It does. But but this is what we're talking about: the costs and balances. All right, are you willing to give up on the future of a seven foot quote unquote athlete for? a chance to compete right now. And I think there's a lot of people that are feeling this season being 
increasingly more important because of what we've seen, even when the Warriors have health, which means that there's no guarantee one of health next year or the year beyond that. But also, this could be the last chance to win a title. And if trading James Wiseman gets you closer to that, I do think there's a larger or growing section of the fan base that would be interested in that. 888-957-9570. Trade deadline less than 24 hours away. It's a simple question. You going to trade James Wiseman? Do you want to trade James Wiseman? I'm, I'm out. It's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit Freedman'sAppliance.com today. The segment also sponsored by Pfizer. All righty. I'll start out this segment like I started out with Evan in the green. You can't trade James Wiseman, right? They can't trade James Wiseman. Why can't they? Because the the player they're going to get back likely won't be the difference between winning it and not winning it. If you're If you're talking about a player that, to me makes a difference in that regard I guess you got to think about it but the other thing too is the the game within a game is we we know Joe Lacob likes James Wiseman true we, we know that so it's his team so maybe he's more inclined to to keep Wiseman because he still believes in him well and if you're looking at okay so let's say last year the Warriors didn't have Otto Porter Jr. or Gary Payton II, guys who played you know in between 10 to 20 minutes per game in, in the finals or in the playoffs when they were available. And there was a situation where they could have moved a young piece to acquire that. Like that that's I think what the Warriors are, are trying to do here. Maybe not specifically with Wiseman, but at the deadline, Anthony Slater, our our Warriors insider, was talking about how the idea is to get a rotation piece. Maybe not a player that is going to be here for a long time, but that can slot in in your top eight or nine come playoff time. So if you're telling me the Warriors could add an Otto Porter-like player at this deadline, does that change the equation for you at all? No. Not an Otto Porter. Not an Otto Porter. Or a GP2. See, the... I mean, maybe GP. I'm just, I'm just thinking about guys that give you 15 minutes a game in the playoffs. Because, I mean, See, that, that's what they're trying to add at this point. That would get them closer to a title this year. I, I don't know that there's a player out there. Their top... Okay, we're, we we got to agree that they're... That whoever this player is, he's most likely not going to be a top six player. Yes. Okay. So that means, is he going to be better than DiVincenzo and or Kaminga? So let's say you get, let's say you can get Ananobi. Well, he does now become the sixth or seventh man, which is going to push Kaminga down a, a, a tick. And I, boy, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fraught with, with, uh, with landmines. And I'd, I'd be more apt to just kind of ride this out and see if we have enough and, and, and we can get it done with this team. 
Well, that's what makes it so tricky, and, and I'm curious what Zaza Pachulia thinks about on the executive show at 1 o'clock, is the fact that how are the Warriors looking at this situation? Like, what are they weighing at this point? Because obviously it's the future versus the present, but how confident are you in the future? Not just of James Wiseman, but in the future of Golden State and them being continuously successful. Because if you are, then it's a no-brainer. James Wiseman stays. Like, if you envision him being a part of that future and the future being bright, then he should not go anywhere, even maybe for a top seven rotation piece. But if you're looking at, like Dibs was mentioning, the last three years, and he's played 60 games, and, you know, he's been up and down this year. He can't even crack the rotation when he is healthy outside of the last five minutes of garbage time against Oklahoma City. Then it's, all right, well, what leap can he make between now and next season? Because And to be fair to him, he hasn't really had a, an entire offseason because either he's been injured right. or has been COVID. So maybe he can, and it's realistic to say with an entire summer under James Wiseman's belt that he can come back and maybe not be your starting five on a team that likes to play small, but he can he can provide uh, you know a Nas Reed-like impact. He can, he can provide... Um, you know, one of these backup centers in, in, in with contending teams, I don't know, Brandon Clark in Memphis, I don't like in, in high energy, you know, lob threat that can be at least a nuisance on defense. That to me is what you're asking whether James Wiseman can become from now to next year. And if you're confident in that, I don't think there's any way you can move him. I'm. I think I'm. I'm going to be definitive when I say I, I can't. Here's the. Here's what I can't do. I can't move James Wiseman. Uh, for a player whose contract's up at the end of the season, I, I just that, that's. I mean, it's that's be someone of, that's a factor down the line, or in the next I, at couple least years. another year or two. Because to me, if if you're trading Wiseman, it probably means you don't want to pay him, and you can get off, get off his money. So you're going to get a you're going to get a guy at the end of his deal, and so now you're trading a number two pick for a seventh man. Yeah. For 30 games? Whoo, I don't know about that. Let's go to uh let's go to Robert. Robert's in San Jose. What's going on, Robert? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good, Stanley. Uh I I would not trade James Wiseman. I'm I'm with you. Uh right. his potential is, is too large. And if you don't if he goes on and becomes a star elsewhere, uh Steve Kerr is going to, it's going to be a black mark on Steve Kerr. And I'm wondering if Steve Kerr is part of the problem in his system. And maybe he just doesn't know how to use a big man. Uh, just to give you a quick example, the other night, uh, James Wiseman runs the floor. He posts up a guard. He has a guard on his back. Ty Jerome's at the three-point yeah. line. He doesn't even look at Wiseman. He's looking for the next guy that's going to shoot a three. Maybe it's Steve Kerr's system. It's possible. And and I, I I don't think there's any doubt that whether it, whether you want to call it Evan the system or you want to call it the fact that the Warriors still have a championship window, uh, but the Warriors have traditionally not asked their centers uh, to do what Wiseman ostensibly his his skill set is. Well, and that's why, look, you and Guru were talking about this yesterday, and I, I think the question becomes, okay, so with teams that have built a dynasty, the Warriors are obviously unique in the sense that they haven't had to rely on any sort of uh, center or big man to have sustained success 
The Bulls are probably the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head. But all of those dynasties from the beginning of the NBA until now, how many have actually created or developed the next stage? Like, I was just thinking about it, and honestly, I couldn't come up with a whole lot of names. It doesn't typically happen in dynasties that you see these, you know, these top, well, number one, top picks. Secondly, become quickly developed because there's no minutes for them. And I also just don't think the Warriors, like, they have never relied on dominant big men during their championship run. It's just never happened. And I I understand the direction they're trying to take and the next timeline they're trying to build. But I am with the caller if you're saying that James Wiseman is, you know, maybe not a fit for the system. I don't know if that entirely falls upon Steve Kerr because at the end of the day, Steve Kerr's got four championships in eight years as a head coach. So clearly he does something right and he's play, he's had his cards on the table since he's got here. Andrew Bogut played immediately and started because he was a good defender, and he was a great passer and he set screens and he could play within the offense without the basketball. James Wiseman needs the ball. And if you're saying Ty Jerome won't feed it to him in the post, I'll hear you. But if you are saying that the Warriors need to, you know, play through James Wiseman for him to be successful, then that's that's just simply not going to work. Nobody plays through their center anymore. Unless your center can be like Jokic. Or Embiid, yeah. Or yeah, or Embiid and, and play out on the perimeter. And I don't I don't think he's there yet. You know, Jakob Pertl is a name that, that's come up. You cannot trade Wiseman for Jakob Pertl, who's at the, who's whose contract is up at the end of this year. And you just can't like you can't do that. And again, I was like, can you? Jakob Pertl is gonna be the difference? A guy who's going to come in here and play 15, the 15 or 20 minutes that Wiseman should be playing, but isn't because he's not good enough. Pirtle's going to come in there and, and be a difference maker? I'm out. Jakob Pirtle also doesn't have much postseason experience. So, again, if the player you're looking to acquire should get you closer to a championship, then that player should be a veteran. That player should, in my opinion, be perimeter-oriented because that's the system that Golden State runs. They should be able to be a, a 3 and D type player. And like you said, Steiny, there's not a lot of those guys out there. And that's also what everyone else is looking for. And we talked to you guys talked to Bob Myers a couple weeks ago. I know we got Zaza coming up, but it's, look, it is more difficult than ever this season to make a move because there seems to be lots of buyers. It's a seller's market. That also means that if someone wants to get something back from the Warriors, maybe, you know, we're talking about the Raptors. Like, why would they want what they've seen from James Wiseman or even Moses Moody or both unless it's a team that is years away? Because right now it looks like James Wiseman is years away. Would you trade Wiseman and a, and a, and like the 2026 pick protected, let's say, top five? For Ananobi. I'm not move if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm not moving any first round picks beyond I'm not either. 2025. I'm not either. Because that is the year that Clay Thompson, if he does not receive a new deal. By the way, happy birthday to Clay Thompson, age 30. Oh, absolutely. If if he doesn't get re-signed, he's not going to be there. If Draymond Green doesn't want to be a Golden State, he won't be there. Steph Curry will be 36 in 2025. I can't mess around with any future assets beyond what I can see for this current big three. So, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that are blaming Steve Kerr. 
for not playing the young guys. But I, I, I do not believe that he deserves the the uh, the blame for this. I think this was an organization. These were these were organizational miscalculations. Because and and this may be easy to do now. Of course it is, but you're the Golden State Warriors and you've built a dynasty, and you want to keep it going by giving Curry and the boys the biggest window they can. Why did you draft projects then? You drafted two projects in Kaminga and Wiseman. None of them played college. All right. What do you need to play for the Warriors? You know what? You got to be smart. You got to be smart. Well, guess what? I'm not saying they're not smart, but they have no experience. They didn't even play in college. But you want them to pick up the Warriors system in a year or two? That doesn't make sense. They like guys who can pass. Kaminga and Wiseman aren't great passers. They like non-isolation. They like to move without the ball. Well, both those guys need the ball in their hands. So, to, to me... Again, and I've said this a lot, you, you can't tell me they drafted these guys for immediacy. Because they, they should have known better with, with two guys with this little experience. I, I think Kaminga is starting to show oh, no signs doubt. that he can assimilate into this system. And recently he has been moving off the ball. Of course, he's been playing defense, which keeps him on the court no matter what. But Wiseman is really the, the conundrum here because he can't seem to crack even the back end of, of games, you know, we're seeing for five minutes in a game that's clearly been over for 10. Like, And part of that is maybe Steve Kerr realizes that with his team having blown some late leads, he can't afford to, you know, mess around at the end of ball games. But James Wiseman is, like, that's that's what's confusing to me is, is he can't even get those minutes on a team in which is a couple of games over 500. And... Now at the deadline, I, I do think Damon asked a fair question to Steve Kerr, which was, do you owe it to him to trade him or to play him? And that's the rock and the hard place that we're stuck in with James Wiseman is apparently, you. I mean, I don't want to trade James Wiseman. I, I, I have not seen enough to this point to make a definitive statement on whether or not he's going to be a player or not. I also don't think that so far... It's a situation where Steve Kerr can play him because he already shown he doesn't want to play bigs. Like, Kevon Looney gets taken out of the starting lineup. He only plays 20, 25 minutes a game anyways. Like, they're not built on size. No, but if, if, if Wiseman could make foul shots, rebound, and defend, he, would be a, he might be in their closing lineup, believe it or not. I mean, but then he's going to he's gonna have to figure out how to defend... Guys away from the basket. Uh, we got a little, uh, according to Shams, Sharania. Uh, the, how about this one, uh, Evan? The Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves are in discussion on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Westbrook, and draft compensation, such as a first-round pick, to Utah, and then Mike Conley would go to the T-Wolves. Well, it says to me that Utah's open for business. They are. If you did want to acquire a Kelly Olynyk, a Jordan Clarkson, a Malik Beasley. Uh, also, shout out to the Lakers. Moving off of Russell Westbrook, apparently, it seems. I bet you, I bet you they're going to move him just because of last night. Apparently, 
he got in a shouting match with with Ham. Sometimes you just you, you got to cut your loss. And it's a a, a, reunific- a, a reuniting. D'Angelo Russell comes back to L.A. potentially. Uh, 408, I think Pirtle gives you what Wiseman's supposed to be doing. I just don't think Wiseman will ever work. Pirtle was a better rookie than Wiseman is now. Think about that. And, you know, but I think, I think, the, I think Pirtle would send a bad message. I really do. The message isn't that Pirtle can help us now. The message is we're saving luxury tax money, plain and simple. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Vince. Vince is in Lafayette. Hey, Vince, what's going on? Right. Well, one thing I, I would criticize on Wiseman is, is Bob Myers. I mean, why did they pick up his contract for next year when they could have just signed him? I mean, you ask yourself, is Wiseman better than Looney? And the answer is no. And Looney made $5 million on the open market when he went free agent. That means Wiseman would make less than $5 million. So if they didn't pick up his contract, they could have signed him for next year for probably 2 $3 million. Nobody would be screaming about his contract anymore. And the second thing, Moody, everybody keeps talking about getting trading him. If you look at Clay and you look at Moody, remember, Clay, uh, Moody's two years younger than when Clay joined the Warriors. And Moody has games where he plays 30 points. I've seen him down in Santa Cruz doing that. And you look at the way he's playing, you look at the way Clay was his first two years. He didn't play a lick of defense his first two years, uh, Clay. Moody, I really think, is going to develop into a really good player. Camingo is already heading into that direction. But I think Camingo and Moody are going to be good. Wiseman, I think the best we're going to get with him is a serviceable center which means, you know, after his contract expires for $13 million, they could sign him for maybe $3, 4000000 million. Coming off the bench, nobody's going to be screaming about his salary anymore, and, and people will calm down. As with the luxury tax, you have Clay making $50 million for next year, and then he becomes expiring contract. You have Green making $27, million, $28 million next year, assuming he opts in, which he probably will. That's expiring those are where the Warriors are going to have to come off and decide whether they want to keep paying the luxury tax or or their salary is going to have to come down substantially. Fair enough. Yeah. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. Thorough. Thorough. Although, I mean, if, if, if the Warriors thought Moody was as good as, I think, the fans, then I think they would be more open to moving Wiseman. If they knew they had two two out of three of those guys who were players, but I, Moody, to me is just a guy. He's until not a factor right now. I, I see something different. And look, and James Wiseman, I think you're right, Steiny. It's if they move off of him, yes, it is giving up on the future. But it is, I look at it more as them trying to save 110 million dollars next year. And, and to be fair. Joe Lakehead has shelled out plenty of coin for this team and, and, and these players. Like, I wouldn't fault him for that. But I think you're also sending a message as to whatever the next phase of Golden State Warriors basketball is, which is there is a line in the sand. And if you cannot figure it out, then like you 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 are on the, the chopping block, so to speak, monetarily speaking. And I also think James Wiseman, like you, you are also admitting that you were wrong by taking him number two overall no a couple years ago. No doubt. Jay's in Oakland. What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing well. Um, I was just calling. Uh, I was listening to you guys talk about the Wiseman situation. And uh, I think at this point, um, like uh, I think you mentioned earlier, you look at the guy and 
Kerr, you know, needs to be given some credit over the fans to talk about whether the guy is worthy of those kind of bigger minutes because he's always awarded that willingness to play defense and that kind of effort to learn it. It kind of seems like Wiseman's still a little slow. He kind of has his traffic cone moments there. And I think that, you know, to run the offense through him is really what he needs. And we have all these, they have all these other weapons. So I think the two timeline thing, the priority has to be to perform and compete. Obviously, while Curry and the other guys are there, but, um, you know, showing that, I mean, Curry's already been out for lengthy times twice this year, and he's right. about to be 35. So, you know, it's it kind of puts you in a position where Moody has backslid, it seems like, a little bit this year. As far as his defense, they're saying laterally, you know, when you watch it, right. moves a little moves a little slow, but <clears throat> I think you package those guys and it's worth it. I mean, I like Wiseman, but you got to look at a situation like the Rockets or like the Pistons. If he had that kind of minutes, like a shy or one of those guys, right? I think you'd see that guy stepping out. But. Yeah, and and thanks for the call, Jay. Good stuff. And and somebody hit me up on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Um, yeah, I mean, if they were on Charlotte or Detroit or Houston, they would be playing more, and those teams would still have the same record. So I like I I can't I can't answer what's better. That's why ultimately does it make a ton of sense to me the consecutive drafting of projects because if well, it's not like Moody was played four years of college either well, he only played saying, one yeah. year he was nineteen years old when he got drafted just like Kaminga just like Weissman exactly so let's go to Steve Steve's in D.C. what's up Steve how you doing man Steve okay what's up how buddy? you doing how you doing good. Hey, first of all, I, I just want to thank you for finally, finally decided to talk about this, this situation that exists with the Warriors. Um, the front office, they, they dropped the ball miserably the last few years regarding those, those, those three drafts, draft picks. I mean, you cannot have a team that is loaded with, uh, with veterans and a system that is as difficult to pick up as the system that Kerr runs, and for you to decide to draft players who don't have the IQ necessary to actually uh, uh, play in that system. I mean, it just makes sense. I am a a huge Wiseman fan. I wouldn't want to see him traded, but based on the fact that they're projecting that they're going to have to pay about $141 billion in taxes, that's kind of steep. So... Um, I don't know, man. This is kind of weird. I don't know what they're going to do. But whatever they do, I'll applaud them. Appreciate Steve. I don't either. I don't I don't know what... I wouldn't know what... I don't know what to do. Maybe we can ask Zaza. I don't know what to do. I really don't. I obviously... We need to know who the players would be in exchange for Wiseman. But... Trading Wiseman scares me. That... It's... No. We'll keep talking about it. It is a Warriors Wednesday. The NBA's trade deadline is Thursday, and we've got you covered with all the latest news leading up to it. Our trade deadline coverage is brought to you by Boxer & Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. This segment also sponsored by Save Mart. Coming up next on the Bud Light Guest Line, it's the executive show with Zaza Pachulia on 95.7 The Game.